Welcome in to the Godly Young Man Podcast, episode 31. I'm going to say shout out to Will, who is, you're already a dad, but um, shout out for the birth yes. of baby girl Brooklyn. Um, adorable. And uh, yeah, congrats, Brooklyn Grace, man. thank you. Congrats. Yes. Finally made her appearance. Yep. Yeah. So that's uh, super exciting. And we've got one on the way. So we're, man, it's a party. Uh, anytime we get together. Special announcement if you didn't know. Yeah, yeah that's right. If you did not know, we got one coming and uh, be here by December. Boy or girl? Boy. Be a boy. So three Get boys boy and a girl. Yeah. That's right, three boys and a girl. But uh, I know how to handle boys a little bit better, so <laughs> works out for <laughs> me. Thank goodness. But um, anyway, we're discussing on today's podcast, episode thirty-one, the importance of reading. And and let's be honest, don't turn it off. Please don't turn yeah, it off. <laughs> exactly. We're going to try to make this as interesting as possible. No, but almost nobody likes to read these days, seemingly, yeah. especially young men. I mean, I don't know how many. How many young men you know that are like avid readers? Can't I think of many. Like it's seriously. We were talking before this. Um, I work. I run a, a cabin coffee where my dad uh, owns. I, I kind of run it as the manager. And there's a lot of young people that work there. And every single guy that works there is like, yeah, not really into reading. And there's one or two of the girls that are like, yeah, I do like reading. And it's yeah. interesting to me that just about nobody reads. But of the ones that do these days of young people, it's almost all girls. Yeah. Guys don't like. Again, like you were talking about. I, it's, you, it's rare you come across a guy that's like, man, I really enjoy reading. Right. It's kind of the uncool thing now, right? Well, that's, absolutely. And if you're going to read, it's like, well, I, I read an ESPN article right. on my phone today. Like, <laughs> right. Does that count? I read Twitter. Yeah. Exactly. Um, man, our attention spans are, are next to nothing these days. We want fast content on our phones, whether that be, again, Twitter, YouTube, Reddit, uh, who knows what, right? Um, We'd rather be doing much. something else in so many instances. Exactly. We'd rather be playing video games. Well, and we? how much can I learn on TikTok? If yeah. I don't get on TikTok, please. But <laughs> how much would I learn in just a, a little 30-second clip? I learn all these. Nothing beats reading, man, but video games and lack of interest and, and lack of guidance by your parents. There's a million reasons why I think we're seeing kind of a crisis, in my opinion. I would call it a crisis. That may seem drastic, but a crisis in today's youth, specifically young males, and not reading. That's a problem. We think it's incredibly important for godly young men to read and to to be interested in reading and to be avid readers. And again, you might be listening to this going... Who cares? Like I'm, no. I'm not I'm just. I'm just not a big reader. I'm not. You know, we think everybody should be. It's. We don't think this is something that's like. Yeah, yeah. To each their own. Yeah. We think everybody should. Absolutely. I've run across grown men who are like, yeah, reading. That's stupid. Like, okay, that you automatically make yourself less interesting of a person when you say that. Like, don't be that really guy. Do. But we understand a lot of you. Like, one of the reasons that I firmly believe that as far as why I love reading is because my parents made me read when I was young. Right. And so I, I read a ton of the Hardy boys and the boxcar children, sure. the magic tree house and all these things I was reading at like eight, nine years old. And that, that developed cultivated a love for reading. A lot of young men don't, that wasn't cultivated in them. Right. So we sympathize with you. That like If you weren't forced to read, you probably didn't read. And if you're not forced to read now, you're probably not going to like, we associate homework with reading. And so it's like, right. well, I don't want to do homework. So I don't want to read. We want to challenge you with this episode. Start the habit. Start getting into it. There's so many reasons why we think you should read. Let's go ahead and get into those. We, we yeah. don't want to go too long with this episode, um, but we think every godly young man should read. Why do we think that? First, it makes you smarter. It just it makes you sound smarter. It, it literally but, does. But yeah. it literally makes you smarter. This is pretty self-explanatory. Yes, watching YouTube can make you smarter. Reading does make you smarter because, well, there's a lot of things that, that goes into it. Um, I would say increases it. It makes you smarter by increasing your vocabulary. Absolutely. You yeah. run across these words, you go, what in the world does that mean? And yes, maybe get on your phone and Google what the word means. 
But then you kind of start to learn how they use it. And, oh, wow, we're using it in this way. And, and you increase the vocabulary, but you also kind of get a feel for, like, how things work and how people talk. How sentences and, are structured. And yes, how exactly. Things, and grammar and everything else. You think about, you hear certain people talk, and you can almost pick out the people who, you can tell they're well-read. Why? Yeah. Because they use different words. And it's, right. it's not that you need to go around having flowery language. And, right. And Mr. Go, Thesaurus. Right. Go out of your way to, you know, use philandering in a sentence or something like that. <laughs> but at the same time, you can tell people who are well-read because based off of the way that they speak versus people who watch YouTube all the time. And yeah. so, yeah, it makes you smarter. It increases you. I think it makes you better at writing, mm. which, again, a lot of yeah. young guys are like, who cares? Man, reading and writing are some of the most needed skills in today's society because a lot of people don't do either one of those things. And so the person who reads a lot is probably going to be a lot better at writing and also just communicating in general, communicating their thoughts. It's because when you're reading and you're seeing how other people communicate their thoughts onto paper and the way that they're eloquent with it, the way that it's structured, the way that it flows, it's easier for you to do that in conversation than in your writing. Oh, yeah. like We're we're probably going to have an episode coming up on job interview skills. Uh, That's something we've talked about and. You think about as you go in, how many times have you seen somebody, and maybe you don't see this, but somebody who has uh, their resume, horrible grammar, does not read very well at all. They show spelling up. Spelling errors. Right, spelling <laughs> errors. They show up. They're very, like, they're, they're talking is, sounds like Gen Z, you know, with all these stupid whatever phrases, like not being very well read. When you walk into an interview and you have a firm handshake, and I guess I will get into that in a different episode, but when you are well-read and it you presents know, well. it presents so well, your grammar's good, things like that. So I think you're spot on with the writing. Like you may know math backwards, forwards, inside out, and maybe that helps you get a job good for you if that does. I'm an idiot with math, so I wouldn't know. But my mom was crazy about grammar, spelling, well, reading, yeah. all of that. And I will say it is, it serves you very, very well. Well, I've, I've talked to multiple employers that are like, yeah, the most, most useful and valuable trait in a new employee is can they communicate? Yeah. You know, all the other stuff you can learn, but if a person can't communicate well, and we've had episodes on communication, which I encourage you to go back and watch, but reading helps with that is the point yes. because it helps you figure out how to communicate your thoughts via writing. Again, all of our writing these days is texting. And yeah. so that can be so scatterbrained and so sporadic. Reading helps with these things. Another thing that I would say is that it gives you more perspective about the world. Yeah. How, how much of our perspective can just be shaped by you know, again, the movies we watch or the the shows that we watch, yeah. which all that's Hollywood and fake anyway. You re- read books and you read you read fiction, nonfiction. You read. Uh, we're going to get into all the different genres that you can read and the ones we sh- we think that you should read. Man, it gives you so much bigger of a perspective oh, yeah. about thoughts that other people have and the way that other people see the world, other cultures. I don't know. There's just the perspective that you gain from reading is so much more valuable than the alleged perspective that you gain from the latest Netflix show. Right. Particularly the classics. We can go back and watch a World War II movie through the eyes of today, and yes, historians and everything else, or go back to a Civil War thing, and we're kind of getting it from today's perspective. Or, my wife just finished Gone with the Wind. You can go back to post-Civil War, and and it was actually written around that time. And so, when you're going back, you're getting to see not just a different culture, a different time period altogether, It does absolutely change your perspective. As far as it goes with, um, I think this goes along with the communicating, but along with some of the other things is, I think it expands your attention span. Yes. And it gives you, it helps you with trains of thought. As you said, because this sparked it, and I don't know that we have this on here, but as you said, we have a lot of texting back and forth, a lot of tweets, a lot of very fast, you know, pick up a little bit here. Short bite-sized things. Exactly, here, 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 here. When you're reading novels or you're reading books, like, 
you're going through an entire train of thought and you have to stay with them all the way to the end. And I do think that it trains your attention span where I can't just get it in 240 characters or whatever. I think Twitter's more now, but you know, whatever it used to be and and whatever it is now, you're getting the full train of thought and you stick with them to the end and you learn that yourself, how to put thoughts together. Oh, and you see that the evidence for that is a lot of the people who don't read very much, they struggle with getting out a coherent thought. They struggle with they have an opinion. They have something they want to say. They know how to say it in their head. They can't get it out. Right. Because of the, the attention span being so short because they're so used to little TikTok 14-second videos. Right. And, like and maybe said, they don't have the words, the vocabulary to even say it. Exactly. And so that is one of the things that I think is so important that, that comes from reading. I'm really glad you brought that up is that it does – because I'll even catch myself. I'm reading you know, maybe a tougher book that's tougher to get into. And what is my tendency? Oh, I'm going to pull out my phone. It's like, no. Yeah. Stay with it. Yeah. Continue through with the paragraph, get through with the page, and, and really follow what it not just glaze over and like, okay, cool, I got my 10 pages done. I have no idea what it said. Right. But no, you're actually having to pay attention and focus. That gets us into the next. Go ahead and get us into the next one. This one is huge as well. Yeah, it teaches you to think critically. And what do we mean by that? The more you ingest, the more you see how people think, what they think, all of that, it really helps form your worldview into how you can think critically about a subject. And it's really difficult to think critically if you know nothing about it. Yeah. And so reading in that way, it informs you of the world's, you know, kind of the way they think and the way somebody else thinks. But it gives you a perspective and it gives you, I don't know, you're going to do a better job of explaining it. But yeah, how would you explain like thinking critically? Well, I was just going to say, think about all the other activities that we enjoy doing. I enjoy watching Netflix. Netflix is not really teaching you how to think critically. Right. I enjoy, I, I, I don't do a lot of it, but I do enjoy every now and then playing video games. I'm sure a lot of you do. That doesn't. I don't. I don't care how far you level up. That doesn't teach right. you how to think critically. I like playing golf. Doesn't really teach me how to think critically. It's 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 the it's the concept of looking at a thought, looking at an idea, and evaluating. Is the logic sound? Right. Is the and again, you're not really gonna get this with fiction, but with philosophical books or spiritual books or classics, even you can look at it and go, huh, I, I don't necessarily agree with that, or I do agree with that because wow, that was really logical and that was really sound. You don't get that with a lot of the other activities that we do, yeah. but with reading. You can look at those things, you, and, and I've got this at the end, reading the Bible, thinking critically about the Bible. If oh, yeah. you're not thinking critically about because you're not reading anything else, that's going to really hinder, in my opinion, your ability to read and think critically about the Bible. Not that you're evaluating whether the Bible is true or not, but when you get into other books, and, and especially spiritual books that talk about the Bible, yeah. sometimes you have to parse through and go, hmm, I don't really know that what this author is interpreting it as is the way that it should be. That requires critical thinking. Right. And it also helps you in conversing with others. Yes. Because when you're thinking through something, you go, man, I don't know I agree with that. Go talk to somebody else about it. It's getting you outside of your shell of, this is what I know. Well, it's expanding your horizons going, I didn't know that. Well, is that true? Is that wrong? Is that false? Who can I go talk to? And so it helps you. It kind of gives you something to converse about. It, it helps when you've read the classics and somebody mentions something that, you know, they'll throw something around that maybe is a cultural something we know in culture from, I'm trying to think of something off the spot, but like not from a, something that's from a book specifically, not from Netflix or something we've all watched, like the office quotes or memes or whatever else. You have the equivalent in literary form where somebody will mention something that's from a book and everybody's supposed to know it. It helps when you've been, when you are well read. Atlas Shrugged, you know, you'll hear about something like that, something from Atlas Shrugged. I haven't read it, but I know about it and I've read about it. And so it helps you converse with the world a little bit, but it also causes you to converse to say, in thinking critically, what do you think about this? And, and I was reading this, and I don't know that I would agree with that. And so it opens lines of conversation as well. And we've hit on this before, but we just think it's so damaging if your only 
box and of and of of what you know. Your your knowledge base consists of Marvel, video games, yeah. music, and sports. If that's all that you can talk coherently about, that's that's a really <laughs> dangerous and unhealthy right. thing. And I'll, I'll right. admit, there was a time where sports is all I wanted to talk about because yeah. that's all that I ingested, podcasts and whatnot. And you know, again, there's a lot of young guys that video games, Marvel, Disney, Star Wars. That's all you know. They can go for hours about that. But as soon as you get into a different category about something else, it's like <laughs> I'm out. I have right. no idea. Reading helps with this. It, it truly does broaden your horizons, and it helps you be able to converse with other people, like you talked about. About things other than the latest TV show. Yeah. yeah. And I would say, before we get into the last one, you already kind of teased that one, is it makes you curious about things. I yes. feel like the more you read, the more curious you get. You're going to go, well, that's interesting. Why would they do it that way? And maybe that spurs on something else. And maybe you're reading a Wikipedia article. Maybe you're, you know, you're looking things up. And so reading gets you curious about more things. If you never read and you're in your own little ecosystem and, and nothing really other than, like you said, the video games or whatever, or if the only thing you're reading is how to beat a certain level. Right. Like... When you're well read, it gets you very curious about the way the world works. Curiosity is such a lost art, and this is not a, a bashing technology uh, session or episode here. But I think technology has led to that, where because a lot of young kids are they give tablets at three years old, man, their curiosity's gone. Their imagination is gone. Right. Reading enhances the curiosity. Like yes, you're about. It, it enhances the the imagination because you're 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 having to picture what's going on in the story or what's what are they describing here you have to picture it rather than oh i can just look at it on a screen right. and so it enhances that curiosity and that imagination you see this specifically what you're uh, speaking of you see something like harry potter and you read the books before you watch the films and you go why they choose that that's not you know that's not ron like he didn't look anything like ron yeah why would they choose to, because you've already visualized it yeah you've already painted the picture in your mind so when a movie hits on it and you go that's perfect. That's it. Like there's this excitement because you've read the book. You know yeah. what it's supposed to be. And when they miss you, that's a really big miss. That kind of helps too. But again, it, it creates the creativity in your mind of you building worlds through the book in your mind and you can start visualizing. And so you see this with young kids. They watch, used to be like Power Rangers. That's old from my day. But you know, you'll watch <laughs> PJ Masks or whatever it is. And that's all they can play. Yeah. That's all they can do is everything runs through the PJ Mask filter. When kids are young and you can get them reading books, all of a sudden their horizons are, are you know, kind of spread. Last one, and you already teased this, yeah. helps you in your Bible study. Specifically, if you're reading spiritual books, it really gives you an understanding of hermeneutics, of exegesis, of of principles you can pull out of the text and go, man, that's really, really interesting. We're going to have a segment a little bit later of some of the things we've read and one of the best spiritual books. This is huge in Bible study to be well read and to see multiple, in my opinion, to see multiple different ideas. To me, it is an objective fact that if you are well read and you read other books and you read often, you're going to be better at Bible study. Yeah. I, again, that might be a bit of a jump, but I think I think that is an objective fact. Because yeah. again, I've talked to people that are like, yep, the only book I read is the Bible. And I'm like, it's good that you read the Bible, but that's, you know... How are you going to be able to evaluate? How are you right. going to be able to think critically as we talked about? Like reading other, especially like you talked about, the other spiritual books, the other ideas that men have contributed to the concept of God and the concept of, of Christianity in general, to be able to evaluate those things and think critically about them. If you're if you're not reading other things, you're not going to be as good at studying your Bible if you don't do that. Right. And so, yeah, that one's really big. Let's get into the tips for getting started because sure. we fully recognize that we are, we're designing this episode for people who probably don't read a lot or who aren't interested. Probably not. If you already are interested and you read a lot, great. This episode is not super useful for you because you already agree with us. We're yeah. trying to to give tips to those maybe who their reading consists of, 
you know, Star Wars articles or, or something like that, Marvel <laughs> comics right. or whatever. Um, so YouTube get us, comments. Yeah, YouTube <laughs> comments. What are what are some tips? What I'll let you because you, you kind of had this first one. What would be the, your first tip for somebody who wants to get started into the world of reading? Find a series that you like. Yeah. I think. Why a series? Because you can read one book and go, man, that's fantastic. That really didn't get you like going it didn't get you hooked on the on the concept of reading that's really what it's about is it's not just reading these and i'll tell you why this why i had this this is from personal experience hated reading growing up only did it if i had to a couple books here there a couple star wars books when i was young and then i got introduced to harry potter fell in love with it now i am an ultra geek i read the whole series like a dozen times um with the seven books major geek he's way too much way too much (laughs) somebody should have slapped me upside the head i think my brother tried a couple times but either way um, he, he probably had his highlighters out like oh I didn't notice this before no I'm just kidding I'm telling you what almost that series is incredible there are things on the 6th and 7th times like through, exegeting I'm like, Harry Potter no. bro I've never under, like I've never seen this before she's a master I'll just say that but um, Harry Potter was a series that got me started I read the first one I got hooked and I read the second and third and fourth and fifth next thing you know I had read all of the young fiction whether it be Hunger Games Maze Runner Divergence series Twilight yeah I'm not proud of it Twilight <laughs> all those one. things I mean I had read well, all of them but it got started on one series well I brought up when we when I was really young I love the mystery series yep. so I, I read every Hardy Boys book there was I read the Boxcar Children you know that was what really got me into reading was yep. just because I loved mysteries and then that migrated into I liked historical things and so I'll get that'll get us in the next one find a go-to genre mm. is what i would say we're going to talk That's about how you should challenge yourself here in a bit to read other things and other genres but find, man if, if you're just getting started find a genre that you really like and not just the star wars genre or the right. you know but find a, a go-to genre one of the things that i really enjoy right now is kind of my go-to is real life stories that read like a fiction book we were mm. talking about before yep. like fiction books obviously are going to get you hooked more because it, it's dramatized man there's a lot of books out there i've got quite a few on my shelf right here it's a real story and so it's non-fiction but it's so captivating it's fascinating yep. because you know war stories or stories about um you know climbing mount everest and things like that where it's a real story but it, it reads like a fiction book because it's yep. so interesting and fascinating find your genre maybe it's mystery Maybe it's romance. Maybe it's sports books. Whatever it is, find a genre that you really love. Get us in the next one. Yeah, I love that. Uh, set realistic goals for daily and weekly reading. Yeah. And, and please do set goals. If you're not used to reading, set them. Make them realistic. I'm going to read uh, two books a week. No, you're not. Probably not. Now, if you're a speed reader, if you don't read that much, you're probably, probably not a speed not, reader. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're a speed reader that doesn't read all and that I would, much. And I would go even as far as to set a page goal. Not even a chapter goal. Yeah, sometimes I like that. Like, I'm going to read six chapters this week, and one of the chapters is 70 pages long. <laughs> oh, man. Set a page goal. Yeah. Ten pages a day. Yeah. Totally reasonable. Oh, yeah. I think 50 I think pages a week or something. Yeah. I think that's realistic. I think you can do that. But pick a book that you like. Again, pick a, pick a series that you like. Pick a genre that you like. But set the goal to read. Maybe have somebody hold you accountable on it if you're not that good on it. Um, Find an easy-to-read fiction book you've got you go. on here. Kind of similar to the, the series that you like. But, man, don't start with A Tale of Two Cities. Exactly. Like, and, what yes, what I mean by easy, I always look for pages that don't have a bazillion and one words on the page. Yeah. And they're like tiny, tiny, tiny lines. Because that's and daunting, it, yeah. Yes, and it takes you 20 minutes to read one page, and you're just discouraged. One of the things, I mean, I'm just, again, going back to Harry Potter all the time. <laughs> One of the things that, this won't be the last time I reference it either, sorry, um, that I love about it though is the way the books are laid out is I could get through pages very, very quickly. And so what I realized is 
I would read a chapter and go by really fast. Now, if those chapters were laid out the way that some of the books, Lord of the Rings, some of the ways that the authors laid it out or the the uh, publishers laid it out, very tedious yeah. on the page. I would read an entire chapter. That would have gotten me through four or five pages on you know the time wise. And yeah. so, find an easy to read fiction book. It's a t- page turner. The, maybe the words are a little bit bigger, whatever it is. If you're struggling to read, do not start with The Lord of the Rings. That takes a little bit to get into, and you're coming across words that are like, oh, man, this is daunting. We don't want it to be daunting when you start. Yeah, yeah, that's a great way to put it. I would say um, find a system that works for you, kind of tied directly to that. You know, maybe it's maybe you're not great at reading at night because you're wanting to fall asleep. Don't read at night then. You know, yeah. find, find a specific time specific book all these things if you're just getting into it don't be afraid to move on from a book i think that was something that you were talking about like oh, man. you've gotten into books before 200 pages in that you're like okay i'm moving on because you can get bogged down yeah i got one right now where it's just it's taking me i need to finish it i know i do but you know what it's taken me a while i, I moved on to different books for now but it took me a long time to get to 200 pages and while i was doing that how many other books did i not get to yeah. that were on my reading list every time i got into the book it's like two pages here three pages there. It's kind of daunting. Yeah. I got 200 pages to go. And therefore my reading has fallen off a cliff. Don't do it. Yeah. Be willing to, if you tried two or three times to come back and it's not happening, set it aside, put the bookmark in, come back to it later, move on to something different. I struggle with that. That's, he's preaching to me on that. I've, I've, I've taken like, I think I'm on week four of a book that I'm in right now. And I, I'm really, when I was young, I would read 30 books at once. I don't do that now. I like yeah. to be focused on one thing. Yeah. It's probably not great. So I've been stuck in this one. And book four for weeks a while. is really good for some people. So just uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> Will is an experienced reader here. Yeah, exactly. that's a long time so for this, you. This but, one's uh, so rough though. Yeah. The last thing that we would say here before we get into some maybe more fun stuff here, this is for probably those who are maybe six months in and they've they've been reading and they're getting into it maybe six eight months. Challenge yourself to to read a, a variety of different yeah, things. It's I like that. Kind of the variety is the spice of life, right? Like. Yes, find your genre, but if the only books that you know how to read are the mystery books or are the romance books or right. the sports books, it's good that you're reading Don't Mishear Us, but man, challenge yourself to read different things. There's so many different genres we've got on here. Read history, read religious and spiritual books, read read the mysteries, read philosophy, read political books. Yeah. I mean, again, all kinds of things, but it's just, it's really cool to have, be able to have the variety of, I can sit down and read a fiction book and enjoy it, and I can also read a, a spiritual, religious book that's, that's giving me new thoughts about maybe Christianity or whatever, and then I, I can then turn the page and read a mystery yeah. book, or I can read a, ph- a philosophical book. Anything to add on that? I think this one is what really makes reading enjoyable. So yeah. when you can go to different genres and find different things. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then you find your, a new genre, and you and I yep. have both done this. Harry Potter was my genre. You know? and <laughs> Third Harry like, Potter reference there, for those who are keeping wait count. Wait for the fourth. Wait for the fourth. Um, but, no, I mean, then you get into a different one. The The... Maybe the historical fiction. I think historical nonfiction is fascinating. I am. I just love that. Uh, well, I wouldn't have known that if I hadn't branched out right. and tried something different. So yeah, challenge yourself to get out there, and you might find a new one. Um, so here we're going to get into some questions. Yeah, some questions just for us. Maybe this gets you excited on some. Hopefully, um, it does. That's the goal. Uh, that's what we're looking for. Is if you're looking for something to read. Now I'm going to say this right off the bat. I think we have. I don't know on yours. Um, a couple of mine do have some cuss words in them so um be aware of that specifically on the best sports book uh, i believe the two that i have they do have a little bit of cussing in them i'm not giving them blanket hey go out and read this i'm just letting you know those spit are, out the bones those right? are my favorites yeah. spit out the bones again throwing that right off the bat even when we get to spiritual however we have five five questions yeah five, five yeah. questions of books about us so i'm going to tee you off first 
What is the go-to classic, the best classic book that you've read? Classic. Oh, man. I read a lot for school, and I've got a long list of stuff I still want to read because they're classics. I have to go with the Narnia series for me. C.S. Lewis. Love it. If you're just going to do one, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe premiere. As far as a classic book goes, obviously they made movies about it, but man, C.S. Lewis is a master. Yep. There's going to be a theme with these. Read C.S. Lewis. That that would be sure. that's going to <laughs> yep. be a bullet point down here no on, our, on our screen. Read C.S. Lewis. But the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, fantastic. Yep. The whole series, if you can read it. Um, I also really enjoyed the Odyssey. Just super <laughs> random. I had to read the Iliad. That one was kind of brutal. And the Odyssey. And the that's Odyssey rough. was like a breath of fresh air after reading the Iliad. I was like, oh, this is actually a pretty interesting story. Um, yeah, I would say those two. How about you? Go to classic. My wife is the classic book reader. She's read all of the classics. Um, or most. I can't say all of them. A lot of them. I'm not as much, but I'll tell you, in school, I was forced uh, to, read, <laughs> to read a few. The one that I actually really liked was Frankenstein, and some people hate it. Uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Did not read that one. I actually thought it was pretty good. Um, but keep in mind, I was forced to read um, Emma right around the same Oof, time, Jane, Jane Austen's Austin. Emma. So when you go from Emma to Frankenstein, it's like, thank you. A book that, <laughs> you know. This is a guilty here i read pride and prejudice and did not hate it i actually was like oh it's not bad emma took I, I didn't read emma yeah emma was not great um i heard some dickens books are good tale of two cities i read yeah wasn't a huge fan but um his christmas story i thought was Inter- very very interesting one, yeah. so i thought that was good um the other one i'd say i don't know if you can count this i guess classic we were talking is it's the a hobbit. classic yeah it's the classic. hobbit Love The Hobbit. I did not like Lord of the Rings. I started it twice and have not finished. I still have not finished. I read The Hobbit. Hobbit um, was good. Hobbit, I've read twice. I just Again, fantastic book. So, best sports book. So, those are classics. Best sports book. You're going first on this okay. one. Best sports book. Again, as I said, yes, there's a little bit of content in these. But, Shoe Dog, which is the story about Nike. Ah, uh, yeah. Phil Knight. Yeah. That was a fantastic book. That was very, very interesting in just how he got Nike off the ground and, and all of That's their different sponsorships yeah, and deals with, with athletes. I thought that was great. Tiger was a really good one. And I think it's just called Tiger, or Tiger Woods, I, I think is what it's called. I think it's just Tiger. Is I it think, just Tiger? Yeah. Uh, Jeff Benedict. Yeah, Jeff game. Benedict, yep. It's got his face, half of his face on the front. Um, that was a really interesting read. So that one I say, and then, uh, yeah. Sorry, I'm getting mine ready. <laughs> um and I didn't put this one on there. I know there's a third one. I'm a big hockey guy. Kerry Frazier is, is a ref that uh, used to never wear a helmet because he had his perfectly coiffed hair. Everybody made <laughs> nice. fun of him for it. He wrote a memoir, and it was really interesting because he's telling all the stories of you know conversing with Gretzky and all of these different huh. players. And that was really interesting. I had forgot about that one. But from a sports perspective, if you like hockey, Kerry Frazier's was actually a very, very interesting read. If you're like most people and don't, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just it's kidding. a bit niche. But no, yeah, I was right. realizing when we were talking about this, I have not read a ton of sports books. I've got a ton on my want-to-read mm. list. haven't read a ton, but uh, Return of the King has been the best one, obviously, about LeBron James. Not, Return of the King is also Lord of the Rings book. LeBron James. Yeah, exactly. Uh, just a fascinating story about him We're coming back to Cleveland, and I want to read the Tiger book. There's a lot of, of sports books that I want to read. Uh, best fiction that you've ever read? You go first. Okay, turn it back <laughs> on me. Um, I So this is a historical fiction. I, I got okay. into these in high school, and I still really enjoy them. Uh, George Alfred Henty lived in the 1900s, actually. Mm-hmm. So these are older books, but he takes fictional characters and puts them into historical settings. Um, and In the Reign of Terror is probably the best fiction that I've read, specifically, I guess, from him. I haven't read a lot of fiction either, but that one was about the French Revolution. Um, wow. And so it's, again, fictional characters that are on the run in the French Revolution. Really, it is a page-turner. For a book that was written in the 1900s, I was like, this is really, really good. So I, In the Reign of Terror, I'd recommend the Hinty books. They're, they, are, they read really well. They're, it's one of those that they're really wordy. Like, there's a lot yep. of words on the page. But I really enjoy them. They're not for everybody, but that would be mine. How about you? That's yours? very interesting. 
Number four. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Corresponds actually with the fourth fourth Harry Potter. Goblet of Fire. I mean, you got to read through the rest of them, but the Harry Potter Goblet of Fire number four, I thought was very interesting. Some people have a real problem because they get dark. Um, yeah. And the fourth is where it starts to get dark, but it also was the biggest page turn. It's 730 something pages, I think. Um, and man, I just flew through them. Yeah. And that's when I was not a good reader. And so best fiction. I'd say that I have read a lot of fiction. Um, I really enjoy fiction. I just haven't read a lot of it. Yeah. yeah I've read a lot of fiction and I think it's just tough to beat classic Harry Potter. A lot of people have problems with that, but that's that's my go-to. Um, best nonfiction best. that I've ever read. This is a tough one. I read a lot of nonfiction too. I would say this one just to get you into it. Do I think it's the best in terms of like quality? No, but one of the most helpful nonfiction books I've read is called Atomic Habits. James Clear. On my list. I haven't read so it. So good. Power Habit is really good as well, but Atomic Habit is... Power Habit came out a while back, decades ago, I think. Atomic Habits uh, came out not that long ago. Again, just a insanely practical book. I thought it was, um, from that perspective, I thought it was great. I just finished one, I, it's recency bias, but this was really good, called Apocalypse Never, hmm. and it's about environmentalism. Um, I think it's James Schellenberger. That's his first name. Schellenberger is his last name for sure. Um, and that was very interesting as well, just on going green and huh. how that's kind of a scam. And it's, you know, the environmental <laughs> is alarmism is hurting everybody rather than helping. He is an environmentalist, but he doesn't get into all that stuff. And so I thought that was a very interesting read as well. Nice, nice. Nonfiction for me, again, I gravitate towards these nonfiction real life stories that, hmm. that are just so dramatic and it's like there's no way this actually happened but it did yep. and so it's nonfiction. Um Columbine is one that I read mm. that was about the Columbine shooting. Uh that was a page turn like I've never like it was wow. just, I, I just couldn't get enough of it. I bought that on your recommendations on my list. It's it's really, really good. Uh, another one I've actually got it right here. This is kind of my bookshelf over here. Into Thin Air. I was t- telling Joe about it before. It's about the Mount Everest disaster of nineteen ninety six. Just utterly fascinating about um, this this Everest team that went up and disaster struck and a lot of them passed away and again real life stuff. Yeah. It's just it reads like a fiction book because it's so fascinating. I love that stuff. I think one of the reasons why I mean that should be a go to genre for you. Yeah, it reads like fiction, but you actually kind of it sounds dumb, but you almost feel a little bit better about yourself after because it yeah. was like you are more knowledgeable on something that actually did happen and like I've, war books. I've got some war ones over here. Yeah, again, it's like this is a story, but it's real life. And yeah. you 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 use that right? You yes. use that quite a bit. Um, yeah. in in common common conversation, it's certainly a conversation starter. I mean, that was really interesting. We were just talking about yeah, it before. It was really good stuff. Best, Last but not least. Yes. Best spiritual or religious book that you've ever read. And I think Gotta say start. the Bible for me. No. <laughs> <laughs> the Quran? <laughs> exactly. What are we going to say? No, obviously setting the Bible aside. Right. We are firm believers that there are so many good spiritual books that you can read that just, man, really help you in your Bible study, yeah. really help you. Um, I'll go first on this one. Um, without a doubt for me, it's a book called Point Man by okay. Steve Farrar. Um, read a long time ago. I need to read it again, but it's basically calling. I think I've referenced it before on this podcast, actually. Um, calling men to be better, calling men to be more. You're the wow. point man of your family. You're guiding your family. Um, it talks all about being a one woman kind of man. It talks all about the way you need to raise your kids. It was just, I think I read it at 16. It was like, man, this is a wake up call. Basically wow. like kind of the, the point for this podcast, like be better, like yeah. be strive for greatness, strive to be a godly young man. So yeah, Point Man would be mine. I've read a lot. I don't have enough faith to be an atheist would be another one. Mm. Um, obviously, a lot of my dad's books convicted. Jack's Church Reset, actually, for me, is probably top five as far as uh, best religious books I've read. Really good. Um, and, you know, there, there's a lot. But uh, Point Man, for sure, is, is my number one. How about you? Okay. Um, I was actually, now that you're saying it, all of these are opening I know, my yeah. mind. Because I couldn't <laughs> think of any before. Like, what have I read? Um, 
Jack and I actually were reading together. He was ahead of me on some of this stuff, but while he was writing Church um, Church Reset, he was like, man, you should read this one, this one, this one. And Total Church yeah. is... What's that guy's name? What's the author's name? Sorry. Tim, Tim Chester, okay. I think. Tim, Tim Chester. Um, man, is that right? Yeah, don't quote me on that. It's okay. But I mean, yeah, Total it's Church. Fine. <laughs> there's a guy in England, and he's writing about how he started like this, I got to go back and read it, and kind of the Church Reset stuff over in England, in York, England is dead, man. It's dying in terms of spirituality, and they are raging. Like their churches are growing. They've started three. It's just fascinating. Mm-hmm. They do baptize for remission of sins. We disagree on some things, but that was a very interesting read. Um, Family Shepherds by Bodie Bauckham was oh, interesting. You made me think about that with Point Man. I haven't um, read that one. I've read a few of Bodie's, but not that yeah, one. that one was really, really good. I didn't. Those are not what I had on here actually. Um, go read C.S. Lewis. Almost yes, every C.S. Absolutely. Lewis book, honestly, like Screw Tape Letters. Great Divorce was big for Mere me. Christianity, um, just really in, good one, yeah. Mere Christianity. I mean, go read C.S. Lewis. Read a lot of C.S. Lewis. Read Narnia for the fiction. He's got a little bit of everything. He's got uh, Jack keeps telling me to read it. His sci-fi, uh, whatever oh, series yeah. it is, yeah. um, Hideous Strength. Um, yeah. Anyway, go read a lot of C.S. Lewis. But so I'm not going to include him in my answer. The third one that I would say, along with the the Bodhi Bakum one and the other one, is Holy Sexuality by Julie Slattery. Seems like a weird one to put on here. It's one of the best books I've read. In, wow. To be honest with you, saying a lot. Joe's Make, read a thousand books. I'm pretty sure. Uh, <laughs> not not that, but I have read a lot. Um, specifically in this vein, you go. Oh, that's kind of a weird one. It just gives you such a good perspective on a topic nobody really seems to cover. Yeah. Um, so Holy Sexuality, it's a bright yellow book with white writing from Julie Slattery. That would be on my top, one of my top books of all um, all books. In case you can't tell, we really like talking about this kind of yeah. stuff. And you're, if you're still with us, thank you for still staying That's with right. us. But yeah. hopefully we have at least piqued your interest into the world of reading because it yep. really is a, a, a new world. It's a new world of perspective. It's a new world of, again, just being able to communicate better, vocabulary, yep. all these things that you can go, you know, we've already talked about. But we think it's so valuable yep. and we think it's, again, to me, the least interesting people in the world are the ones who are like, ah, reading's dumb. Like, okay. Whatever, buddy. But, you know, there's a lot of people like that. Yep. There, there simply are. And so for godly young men, again, we think it is in your best interest to get into the world of reading. Be well read. Yes, be well read. Maybe you're not going to be the 60 books a year type of person. I certainly am not a 60 books sixty books a year. But there is something about going on vacation, being on the beach, being oh, on an yeah. airplane with a, with a book rather than not that I don't enjoy Netflix or video yeah. games. You know, I don't play a lot of video games. But, like, you can enjoy those things. Add reading to your yeah. repertoire is what I would say. Be well read. Anything else to add? I don't think so. Yeah, I think that'll wrap us up. Yeah, again, we we could talk about this. For, oh yeah, for, for quite a while. <laughs> I know. I'm still having books go through my mind. Like I need to, <laughs> I need to stop and you shut up. Um, but yes, we're we're excited. Get passionate about it. Seriously, Comments, get passionate about it. If you know what are books that you would like to read or what are books that you have read, yeah, what you would highly book? recommend. Obviously, we have our recommendations, but what would you recommend? Recommend some to us, and we'll uh, we might end up reading them and, exactly. and let you know on a future episode or something. I got like thirty books on my to do list, <laughs> on like my to read list. Yeah, but exactly. uh, yes. Um, anyway, thank you for tuning in. Episode thirty one. Episode thirty one. That'll wrap us up. We'll talk to you again next week.